0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk the faces behind your books. I am Nathan Van Koops. I am your host. And I'm very excited to have back repeat guest, Catherine Nolan. Welcome back to the show, Catherine.
1: Yay! I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm always excited to have, have you on the show because um, you're just a lot of fun, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you write fun books. The, um I just got through listening to an episode of, of a podcast you were on recently with uh, another frequent guest of the show, Lucy Score, yeah. and uh, Claire, Claire uh, Kingsley was on there, and Pippa Graham, mm-hmm. and you guys wrote a four-person lady billionaire romance, which mm-hmm. I think was a fantastic idea.
1: It was um, awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe you can tell people a little bit about your, your book that you wrote out of, out of that quartet.
1: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, so Lucy, Claire, Pip, and I released the Blue Water Billionaire series. It's set in uh, Blue Water, which is an enclave of kooky billionaires. And it was built by four women who are best friends. They're also female billionaires, which is like an archetype not commonly seen in romance. It's typically like a male billionaire, and then who's also like, maybe on a SWAT team. And he also has like, pain and trauma and then like the lady is like his secretary so we decided to flip it and to write female billionaires and we were really excited about it so my my female billionaire is um she is like a famous vegan she owns like a famous uh skincare line that is known for being Cruelty free, mm-hmm. uh, vegan. Like her company is like fair wage, um, like pays living wage to her staff. When yeah. you meet her, she's just been told that the company she sources their materials from um, has been testing on animals this whole time and lying oh about my it. Oh,
0: Gosh! Yeah, and sure. so,
1: yeah. So it's a big <laughs> scandal. And like you know, her her whole image is about philanthropy and giving back. But like what the scandal forces her to kind of learn about herself is like. That complication of like when your image outstrips who you really are. And so, mm. like, your image is philanthropic, but like, she realizes that like she hasn't donated money in years. She no longer volunteers. Yeah. Everything is about branding and getting sponsors and being like an Instagram influencer and not giving back the way that she had initially intended when she was launching this company in her early 20s. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's a really interesting character because she's like fun loving and like happy and like a, a fun, like, zany hippie, but then also, um, her world comes crashing down around her and she has to just kind of like rebuild herself even though everyone hates her yeah so yeah I, I read character. the
0: premise and I, I read the whole idea of you know it's just sort of this you know bad boy that she meets up with who you know is having yeah. a pet rescue mm-hmm. and it was just like it just sounds like such a fun oh, yeah. uh, premise <laughs> i i want to read it and i don't oh even like read really <laughs> so, it so it's
1: great it has you a lot sounds... of rescue dogs i know that you love do- you have a dog I so do. you know
0: yeah you got you got a lot me with rescue dogs, dogs. I like that. Yeah, the, yeah. I like that at the bottom of the blurb. You guys just put exactly what you're gonna get on all the books. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you will get this kind of dog and this kind of like you get yeah. all the basic tropes that we have crammed into this book. Here they are. This is what you're gonna get.
1: It was trophy yeah. as hell. It's like he's grumpy and he has a beard and also yeah. a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything that you. It's, I feel like my. You ever read those BuzzFeed articles that are like sixteen of the cutest pet adoption videos? Mm-hmm. That's what my book is. It's yeah. like a BuzzFeed article of adorable a bunch of pet hooks. adoption videos. Yeah. 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 I, if you can imagine, I cried writing it from the beginning to the end. Um, so you can really feel my like tears in it because it's always like, and yeah. then dogs. <laughs> yeah.
0: One more thing to tug at your heartstrings is going to happen right <laughs> yeah. now.
1: Just dogs. So yeah, no, it was really fun. Um, it was, I mean, at Indies Invade Philly, which was a big book signing in November here in Philadelphia. All Four of us were signing our books. Pippa's yeah. had just come out, and all four were in the top 100 at that time on was Amazon. Amazing,
0: so fantastic. Lucy's watching yeah. right now, she just says hi. So, uh, hey, hi, girl. Lucy. um, Ken Robbins is watching, Marilyn's watching, uh, Berenice is watching. Hi, thanks for, thanks for saying hi, guys. Good, to, good to hi, see friends. you. Hi,
1: friends, thank you for watching.
0: Um, yeah, it, no, I I. It's just always fun. Your stuff is fun. I, I love chatting with Lucy all the time about her stuff. And, and, of course, I was able to meet Pippa at Nink this past year, which was great. She's I'd rad. I had never tried before. <laughs> so you guys are just a blast. So it must have been so much yeah. fun working together on mm-hmm. the project. And um, Yeah. Do you have any plans to do audio? Because I know my wife would love this book, and she only consumes an audio. Do you guys have audio in the works? Yeah.
1: You know, I was just talking to Tim last night, and they are currently starting the process of audio for Wild okay. Open Hearts. So. Nice. That nice. would be my very first, kind of my first audio book. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm part of Read Me Romance, which is an awesome podcast that's like weekly audiobooks. So that was okay. the first time hearing like my words like read yeah. by yeah. someone else, which is bon- like, have you, are yeah. any of your books in All audio yet? Because it's bonkers. Love it.
0: Love it. Yes. It feels like so weird. Hearing your characters come to life and performed yeah. by a, a talented actor and they're just like doing a, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. whole other. Adam it makes you feel
1: experience. like a genius. Yeah. You're like, wow, am I a genius? <laughs> <laughs>
0: just in case has anyone else noticed this right
1: yeah has anyone learned that i'm a genius yet um no it's like really fun and i think that book is gonna sound because luna and beck have a lot of chemistry Mm -hmm. um no i think your wife would totally like it she could definitely listen to it tell her it will make her cry but just from happiness
0: yeah it's a good kind of tears yeah oh
1: yeah it's happy rescue dog tears
0: yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm probably gonna listen to it when it comes out too. I've been Bitch. churning through audio, and my wife is on me all the time. Like, you need to write more. You need to write romance books, and I'm like, so you can be a bit more romantic. And I'm like, okay. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can leave some romance into into your stuff. Yeah, no, I books, do. I've,
0: I've been slowly working that into my mm-hmm. speculative fiction, action adventure stuff. I try to like you know at least learn the tools of the trade. So that's why I like talking yeah. to to you know women like you and authors like yourself because you're so good at it.
1: Action so. adventure romance mm. is legit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, best of both worlds. Um, So, I'm excited. We promised to talk to people today about Mm -hmm. um, one of the important aspects of being an author is is where you're pulling your creativity from. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we started recording, we talked a little bit about uh, your journey before this, what you were doing before you became an author, and how you kind of went on a journey of your own and discovered some of this creativity with some road tripping. Um, Can you Mm talk a little bit about where you pull... Um, your creativity from
1: yeah um, absolutely so um, just the first thing I'm gonna say this is a very random story but it is the beginning of um, like where I pull my creativity from and where I pull like self-care and also um, kind of like lack of burnout from Mm. Um, when I I was like 22 I was an Americorps volunteer which is like the domestic peace corps and my first job I was working with uh, chronically homeless people my boss had been like a lifelong homeless advocate, a mental health street outreach worker. So an incredibly demanding job, you Mm -hmm. know, worked um, with folks all the time, like on, like literally on the streets. And um, every Friday at four o'clock, he would get a phone call from a friend that was telling him he had to make it for their urgent Frisbee meeting at the park. Um, And so he would come out like in his Teva sandals and his tie dye. And he would say, um, I just got an urgent call. Um, I'm needed on the Frisbee field. Uh, <laughs> and if all of you are gone when I get back, I would really appreciate it. Um, so, <laughs> so every day at 4 o'clock, we always, it was like 4 o'clock Frisbee Fridays. Yeah. Because no one is working at 4 o'clock on a Friday. Right. And um, Tim Why just really try? believed in like setting the example to like young advocates at the time that you are not going to be able to dedicate your heart to any industry if you don't put your oxygen mask on first and it's hard to do in a creative industry. It's hard to do in a service industry um, because you're meant to serve others, not yourself. That's the kind of mentality. Yeah. So at 22, it was really vital for me to have this man who had like worked his entire life and was like one of the most prominent leaders in the homeless community, but still at four o'clock every day on Fridays, he left and he went to go play ultimate Frisbee for two hours and he didn't yeah. talk about work. He didn't, he just was, like, in his tie-dye with his friends yeah. playing Frisbee every Friday. And that was, like, the beginning of, like – that was, for me, the beginning of, like, honoring your um, your self-care and, like, your own journey. Because if, if he had not said that to me, I'm not sure if it would have been in my mind at such a young age. Because I was only 22 and – can take a long time to learn that stuff. So it was one of the most vital things that I learned from like a really young age. Oh my gosh, was, that's,
0: that's, that's huge. Yeah, Frisbee I, um, Fridays. <laughs> I actually play, I play Ultimate Frisbee every no Sunday morning uh, for a couple hours. And I need to start explaining it to my wife as a meeting. I got, I got an urgent call. You have to, to, to receive meeting. the call. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he would I mean, I literally pick me. up
1: the phone. <laughs> and we'd be like, Tim, you don't have to pretend. Like, you have to pretend <laughs> but he'd be like, what's that? an urgent frisbee meeting you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like really it was really important and yeah. um so that was like really kind of the beginning for me but um i then went to go work in a nonprofit that worked with homeless women and one of the classes that we ta- taught was on self-care and we had many you know therapists in there all the time and of course we worked in the classroom and so we were all listening and um you know, the therapists, you know, their, their main, um, kind of goal for the women in our program, even though they are working so hard to change their lives, change their children's lives. It was always like, how are you serving yourself? So the way that you're a strong mother, the way that you can be a strong sister, wife, employee, community member is by putting the oxygen mask on your face first. Mm-hmm. And, the big the big like self care and like kind of anti burnout strategy we had there was just that no was a complete sentence mm. so like That's you don't not... if someone was like, "Hey, do you want to come up for drinks on Friday? this is like a really silly example, but yeah. you can just say no, yeah, and that like, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no explanation <laughs> you don't needed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, no. And that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Ask me if I do that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifelong, all of it's a lifelong journey. Yeah. And so all of this was kind of happening in the background. Um, unfortunately, I was experiencing very bad burnout, which we're going to talk about later in the episode. But um, all of that was happening in the background, so that when my husband and I decided to um, quit our jobs and like live in a van for six months all across the country, um, it really like set me up for a way to begin exploring creativity. Exploring what self-care meant and like how those things kind of intertwine to give you the juice that you need to, um, to write really good books or do whatever your creative kind of passions are.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. Um, I've, you know, done some big road trips around the country myself. I I know how therapeutic that is for your soul. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also been involved in, you know, things like youth ministry, things like that that are, Mm -hmm. and I know how draining those things can be like in social work, especially, Gosh, it is just giving and giving and giving of yourself, mm-hmm. and you you only have so much to give. As much as we think that you know it's limitless, or that we should our giving and our compassion and all that should mm-hmm. be limitless, it's not. And we have to continuously find ways to refill. Right, you have um, to fill
1: that. You have to fill your bucket. You know, but yeah. that's, that's like the book. I'm not sure um, if you've seen that before, but that really cute children's book about filling your bucket. But my mom, my mom would read it to her second graders every year. And it's about how we all carry a bucket and it's full. And like when we do kindness for others, it fills up. But when someone does something mean to us, it empties. Mm-hmm. And so we have to continually um, do kindness to ourselves and others to keep a full bucket. Um, and it's like a, such a simple concept, but we used to yeah. have the students, we used to have the students like have buckets and we'd put things, you know, we'd be like, what are you filling your bucket with? Yeah. Um, you know, so it'd be like compliments. Um, kind things I say about myself, kind letters, cause okay. that's how we can, um, be more forward facing and kind of operate in a world that can be really, you know, really hard. And what I, what I experienced when I was leaving, and this is true, is like people know when you're drained. Mm-hmm. So, um, don the donors and the volunteers that I worked with, I was no longer able to be cheerful mm-hmm. or, um, hopeful. Yeah or positive. And I would always said, like, you don't want to be that person at that meeting who's like, I don't think we could do that. Right. right? Yeah. You want to be the person who's like, yeah, let's try it. Yeah. So I think I think we are kidding ourselves if we think that we're burnt out and we think that the other the outside world can't tell. Mm. Um, so whether it's like in your books, in your online personality, um, in just whatever you whatever your day to day job is, I think people can tell. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have to prioritize it, because it's like it doesn't it was I was doing a disservice to the organization because I was yeah. like grumpy, I was grumpy, you know, I was just yeah. that's not a good fundraiser.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's not the person yeah. you want as the face of your no. industry or you know this is no. not what we're about. Mm-mm, so mm-mm. Uh, you mentioned so writing letters to yourself. What are some other tips and strategies that you've used that you've found helpful or ways that you've helped other people find their strategies? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. So for me, the, so this doesn't involve others. this is actually like just personally, but um when we were on our road trip, we didn't have access to the internet a lot of times, and so mm. um, and we read about this all the time it's just hard to do, but I really was stripped of distraction, mm. um, so we were hiking all the time for like for for like most of the day, um, which gives you a sense of awe because you get to see like trees and rivers and mountains, which is important to our human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, all fresh can, yeah, just fresh air, like yeah. leaves are so good for you. Um, yeah. but it also, I mean, if I was like hiking with Rob for eight hours, we were not talking for eight hours. So I was usually just like looking around being like, huh, you know, it's really interesting. This person, oh, these people are interesting. It'd be so cool if I wrote a book about that. And it, and if this happens and you know what, what if this happens? Because you are allowing yourself to follow the train of your imagination instead of what happens now is I'll get an idea. And then I'm like, what's happening on Tumblr, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that, um, can really crush the, like, Anne Lamott talks about it. It's like that still voice that we have, right. Our our imagination, I think can be stifled. So for me, I have to really focus on getting off of social media. Um, we, my husband and I used to have no screen nights, so it'd be like no internet, no screens. We had, we could just like talk to each other, Mm -hmm. read books, go on walks. um, It's crazy that we have to schedule
0: that sort of thing now, but it's the way it is. It's
1: absolutely true.
0: And I'll I'll find myself halfway through writing a scene that I'm enjoying. I'm having a good time writing this Mm -hmm. scene. And then I'll pause for no reason whatsoever and pick my Mm -hmm. phone up and look at it. And I'm like, it wasn't even a notification. It didn't even ding at me or anything Mm -mm. like that. And I'm like, and then I'll look at it. I'm like, why is this even in my hand? And then I have to just go put it somewhere just Mm -hmm. because the habit, like we've gotten so conditioned to mm-hmm. be distracted and to fill any little available space with mm-hmm. something,
1: with um, something, whether it's mm-hmm. you know,
0: social media or audio. Like, we can't just sit around and be bored anymore. Uh, yes, or even a second. And being
1: yeah, yeah, and being bored. I think being bored is what inspires creativity. I know that sounds like mm-hmm. really weird to say, but
0: no, I was huge.
1: I was bored a lot on the van, right? Because we would just be like sitting at a campsite looking around. Yeah, but it, I, I think it was one of the most creatively create creatively prolific times in my life because. I kept a notebook and I was I was always just like this story idea, this one, because um also like you know with road trips, like there's a lot of cool shit in America, yeah, right? So you're is. like, Whoa, what is that?
0: Yeah. I forgot we had this or we don't you know, <laughs> yeah. I remember just seeing prairie dogs. I'm like, I forgot about prairie dogs. Like yeah. they're just right there. Uh, Man yeah. and
1: wouldn't a story about prairie dogs be cool? I think it would. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I think um, for me, a lot of that kind of creative bucket filling comes from nature, which is a privilege and not something that everyone has access to. Um, So what I usually encourage people to do is like really incorporate walking into your Mm. into if that sounds like so simple to say. But um, I think that walking is the same as shower thoughts. So Mm. when you're just walking, looking around, your brain does that same thing where it's not holding on to anything. So I think it allows ideas to come
0: yeah come up for air gives your imagination room to breathe which I yeah think is, is a, I think so important. too
1: yeah yeah I think so too um yeah i I would say nature nature um hiking in nature is my number one creative um yeah. bucket filler um and everyone I mean I talk about hiking all the time I'm such a like nature nerd but uh yeah I do think that like looking at a river for t- this makes you sound like such a hippie but like I just feel like looking at a river for like 10 minutes you can just own it you can just
0: admit to being hippie, it's yeah, fine. I know. It's, I
1: was uh, like not sound like luna but you know like looking at a river for like 10 minutes
0: yeah. it's
1: hard not to feel your own thoughts start to kind of mirror that that flow you know
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a big space nerd, so I can do the same thing just with stars or whatever. And just yes. be like, oh, man, we are so far away from every, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I love those ones where they, where you zone out, you know, like where mm-hmm. you scale out from the earth and like get farther and farther away from the earth. Yes. And then, like when you, by the time you come back, your problem seems like minuscule because you're like, oh, wait, absolutely, what, what was
1: my problem again? Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Yeah. If you're looking at mm-hmm. like mountain, like mountain peaks or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're like, this mountain just keeps doing its thing. And whatever I'm going through is kind of, you know, not the mountain's problem. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that's like really, really special.
0: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. we had a comment that says, Bohemian was fantastic. I feel like the magic of nature was so prominent in that book, you painted such lush scenes.
1: Oh, that's so nice. you know, I wrote Bohemian when we lived in the van.
0: Did you? Okay. Yeah, so was, yeah, so I, I think it really channel. affected,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it really affected just how I felt about um, uh, space, like the, I don't know, the language of the world and the way it speaks to us. I'm like, I, mm. I sound so much like Luna, face. <laughs> the language of the world and the way they like, speak. Well, our characters
0: are all little pieces of us anyway, right?
1: That's very yeah. true. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, for me, I've, I don't know if you feel this way, but a good bucket filler, I think, is doing kindness for others. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, when you're doing, like, youth ministry,
0: yeah,
1: it has the effect of being draining, but it's also a bucket filler. Mm-hmm
0: depends on, I'm sure it depends on personalities and stuff too. I, my wife and I are very different in terms of what fills her bucket and what fills mine. I'm an extrovert <laughs> and I'm, you know, I can just be out. Like I was explaining to her the other day, like if I'm home all day, um, you know, I just want to go out. I don't have to actually talk to anyone specific. I just have to go get a burrito
1: mm. or whatever, mm-hmm. go get
0: tacos with my dog somewhere where there's people. I don't even to yes. necessarily talk to the people. I can just talk to, you know, the cashier who sold me my taco. Like and mm-hmm. it fills something up in me. Whereas Me too. Yeah. My wife could be like, "Oh, um, what have we got going on this weekend?" And she's like, um, "Do you want to just like stay home all weekend and do nothing and see no one?" And I'm like, "That sounds terrible," but for her mm-hmm. that sounds like perfect. She's like, "Yes, let's just see no one." And I'm like, mm-hmm. and like we've, yes. had to, we've had to find that fills her up, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's an
1: introvert. She's my introverted. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah.
0: So I think I feel like it's very important to to not just do what everyone else is doing. Um, but mm-hmm. to figure out what's really making you tick and then make mm-hmm. sure you're, you know, that's the oxygen mask you're putting on and you're, you're now. Yeah. Here.
1: Cause yeah, we can't all wear the
0: same oxygen mask yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you like you were saying like everyone's plates different so i mm-hmm. do think like the roadmap of your own self-care is um is going to be different and that takes time because there's definitely a lot of like uh, comparison even with self-care yeah, so people exactly. will be like oh she like she does i don't know she's uh partying with rock stars that's her self-care but if your self-care is like i like to be a burrito person over the yeah. weekend yeah you want to make sure that you don't see that and think that you are less than that person because that is absolutely not true oh my
0: gosh yeah yeah. yeah,
1: but that's very easy to think cause in the era of like Instagram, by being like, should I be with more rock stars?
0: Uh. <laughs> Is that an option? Like, I don't, right? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Should I call them? <laughs> yeah. I Why guess haven't they I called
0: should. me? No. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this industry, especially as authors, and especially as indie authors, mm-hmm. we have this option to control the pace of our production, almost to our detriment. Where it's mm-hmm. like, there's no one saying, okay, no, this is the schedule. You're putting a book out every two years, like traditional publish, or 18 months, or whatever it is. Like, we have this thing where people keep ratcheting up the dial, mm-hmm. and there's people out there putting out a book every month or whatever, and there's mm-hmm. people continuously getting on this hamster wheel and, like, run, run, running, because yeah. they see everyone else running that fast, and they think, no, I need to run that fast, too. And I think that there's a lot of people in our industry headed straight for burnout, and they may not see it yet, but mm-hmm. it's coming. Yeah. So, um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that in terms of trying to steer queer burnout? You, and you've, mm-hmm. you've said that you've been there, you know what burnout mm-hmm. is. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that?
1: And... Yeah. Yeah. I had a, uh, I mean, I'm super open about it, but I, but as I was leaving my job, um, fundraising is a really hard job. The burnout is extremely high. So most fundraisers leave, um, the industry after 18 months because it, mm-hmm. it can be so challenging, but I, I was there, for, I was in fundraising for eight years. Um, wow and six at the organization where I was a director. So um, I um, had a great therapist at the time, and I came to her, you know, and I was like, I think I have uh, chronic depression, right? So I was, because I would um, get to my office, I would sit in my car for a long time and like convince myself to go in, which Mm. is a very bad sign. Um, I cried in the bathroom, I did cry in the bathroom quite a bit. I would go to the bathroom, cry, come back. as soon as I stepped into my office like a like a weight would come over to me like an exhaustion even mm. if I was had energy beforehand I would feel exhausted um emails that were simple appeared t- to me to be in different languages. Like I would just get a simple email and I, and I would be like, I don't actually know how to answer this like simple meeting request. Um So all of those in the, in that industry, it's like normal. It's like, yeah, girl, we all cry in the bathroom. It's not normal. So mm. if anyone tells you that you should be crying in the bathroom, like it's not, it's not okay. Um, right. That can be a very toxic environment. Um. So yeah, I, I so my therapist was like, Oh, how do you feel when you leave? And I was like, exhilarated. And she was like, <laughs> how do you feel on the weekends? And I was like, happy. And she was like, so that's not depression. She was like, yeah. that's, that's burnout. That's like a, a type of really bad burnout. Hmm. Um, and I think there are many authors who experience it, but it's really hard to pinpoint it for the same reason. It's hard in nonprofit, which is that you're doing your passion. Mm-hmm. So people think you should be happy the whole time Yeah, because you're like, cause you're, cause you are lucky to do your passion. Um, but just because it's like your heart doesn't mean that it's not going to make you burn out sometimes like your heart can yeah. definitely do that yeah so um yeah i think that for me it was finally learning and having some, someone put voice to what i was feeling that helped because then i could kind of work on the things i needed to do to be um less burned out for me i had to leave the industry that's not the case for for everyone right, people it's not just burn out yeah yeah and i wasn't you know the reason it was happening is cuz i wasn't happy and i wanted mm. to be a romance author so There we are. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Which worked out Um, well.
1: Yeah. It did. Yeah. So there's different kinds of burnout. Some, I think I, even as a romance author and I love my job, I just feel burnout sometimes because of the hamster wheel that we're, that we're on all the time. And it's hard to, I think once you start to kind of know your own signs, I usually will kind of put a post-it note up of like what the signs are for me and I can just keep an eye on them. And if I'm really feeling them, then I have to take things off my plate and diminish my responsibilities. Um, because mm-hmm. I don't want to lose the joy.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And um, this is something that I've been, you know, talking about a lot recently with, with friends. And um, mm-hmm. I said I, I was mentioning to you, I recently had, had Becca Syme um, mm-hmm. on who was talking about, and she has a book on burnout. And we were kind of discussing some of that because um, it is important to recognize it. It is important, like you were saying, to have some terminology to actually even use to identify mm-hmm. it. You have to be able yeah. to know what it is before you can deal with it. And you also mm-hmm. have to kind of know that it's okay, that this isn't something that, you know, no one goes through. You're not the only one dealing mm-hmm. with this. And, all, and being able to, to put names to things helps you say, okay, this is this particular problem, and there are solutions for it. These are the solutions that might work for me. Maybe I can start trying mm-hmm. some of them. And know that it's not just a, something wrong with you, and you're not deficient in some way because, you know, everyone else seems to be doing fine. And mm-hmm. um, you know why can't I keep up? You know with mm-hmm. um, with Lucy's Lucy's score. Who's watching? You right. know I mean? Why can't we all be Lucy? Um,
1: I always want to be Lucy. He doesn't
0: <laughs> really, you know. I know She's kind, of, kind of the best. Um, she is the best. <laughs> but um, um, speaking of, of being the best, um, Andrea says, "Hi, I just paused reading one of Catherine's books to watch this. This is my first. I had no idea she was on here. It's Luna's book."
1: Oh, she's yeah. reading about Open Heart. She
0: said, I'm sneaking reads while listening. <laughs> Can't leave <Aww>. it alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I think, well, I think you're right. It's like this, that word deficient, which is like such a um, painful, painful way to feel that you are not, mm. um, de- like either you're not deserving, you don't have as much as of others. And I think uh, like burnout is just another symptom of like the fact that we don't talk about mental health very much yeah. in America. 100%. Um. So for a lot of reasons, sometimes it's just boundaries. You know, I'm not always as open about this stuff on different profiles because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a romance author. I want to have certain boundaries. But um, definitely between other professionals, career professionals, it's all I want to talk about because it's like, anyone else feel um, like the world is spinning too fast? (laughs) And
0: the author community, I don't know if I've ever met another group of people who are, you know, so naturally you know, self-deprecating, almost in a bad way. They're like, no one thinks they're as good as they are. Like we all, Mm -hmm. we all have this inferiority complex on some level. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most, most authors that I know are like, do Mm -hmm. I really deserve to have, you know, readers who are fans who like, you know, write me letters and tell me, like, like, I'm just a normal person. Why am I getting this, you know, kind of treatment just because I wrote this book? And it's just like, Mm you have gotta deal with that and Mm -hmm. you can't like, yeah, you did something good, just own it, like just be you know be into it, and like you don't you aren't undeserving, yeah, and that's just a hard thing yes. for a lot of people mm-hmm. to to wrap their brains around,
1: mhm, absolutely, absolutely, or like you were saying that like if you're experiencing burnout in the industry that is your industry of choice and mm-hmm. your passion yeah. that that means it's not your passion or that you're not doing it right in some way yeah. um i think i can't I can't imagine there's any creative profession where the folks in it are like, no, I never get burnout. I mean, I just like painters, singers, dancers, like film producers. I, I can't imagine that, that they feel all the time like their bucket is filled because that would just, that doesn't really seem realistic to me. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think they all probably have to pause and fill, fill their bucket and do a bunch of self care. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it feels selfish to us to, perform acts of self-care when we have um, maybe readers who want books from us. We have a to-do list that's like a mile long. Everyone has a to-do list that's a mile long. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, actually one of my first days like at the job where I met my my crazy nonprofit job, um, a woman was like, she had just left and she had worked there for years and she was like, sometimes I still find to-do lists in my purse from this place. And I'm like, huh, Never did that uh, like, even like years later, and so she yeah. she was kind of like you're never gonna like
0: yeah. get it all
1: done, so yeah. you have to kind of you have to let go of that mm-hmm. desire to cross everything off your list, which yeah. I think we all are like I want to be able to put an x next to it
0: yeah it's it's addictive yeah. to be able to do it, but it's just not gonna i and especially as Indies, I was talking to a brand new uh, writer today I'm well, not brand new but he's written a couple books but he's just mm. sort of dipping his toe into this indie space and we were having lunch today and it's like drinking from a fire hose when you first start out like all the stuff you have to do um, yes but I kind of have to the way I've dealt with it is like I realized that I can juggle three things mm-hmm. this job takes 10 things it takes 10 balls you know what I mean I can only yeah. double three of them at once that means at any given time seven number on the floor and I just have to deal with the fact that those are on the floor. And every once in a while, I'll change out which balls are in the air and which ones I'm yes. in. And that's, that's <laughs> my particular method of moving on right now is, you mm-hmm. know, every once in a while, I can try to, like, kick one of the balls away and, like, not have nine on the floor. I'll maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have, you know, some various amount. But understand right. that, yeah, it's never all getting done simultaneously. Mm-hmm. They're not
1: all 10 aren't going to be floating up there. Um, yeah. And if they are, it's like if all 10 are floating up there, then like your personal life is in shambles. Like Like, everything behind you is just like falling down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, um, like I have a quote on my phone right now, which is from Leah Bardugo who wrote, um, she wrote like ninth house, like the shadow and bone trilogy. And she's been on this uh, podcast I love called or die. And they talk about burnout a lot. And Mm -hmm. she was like, at the end of the day, it's not Twitter. It's not Instagram. It's the book. Mm -hmm. So she's like, don't, Like you have to get off of Twitter and you have to write your book and the book has to be the source of comfort for you and the source of joy. Yeah. So working backwards from there, the most important thing is to fill your bucket creatively, which with with whatever gives you joy, because the book is the, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, the book is the number one. It's easy. I, every day I have to be like, why are you on like, why are you on Facebook so much? You have to go write a novel. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. What is, what is the healthy version of your day look like? So the you that you want to be that's not burnt out, that's, yeah. that's doing the thing that you want to do and happy about it, what does that day look like for you? What are some of the things um,
1: you do? So definitely it would have definitely a lot of writing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a morning writer, so I love when I can write in the morning with just like a cup of coffee and like look out the window and it's like quiet um, walks with my dog because um, if, I, if I'm not distracting myself... I can look around the city. I mean, I live in the city, so there's never not something. It's never like, why is that nun on a bicycle? You know, there's yeah. always like really cool things that inspire me. Um, being able to go for like a hike, a quick hike somewhere, you know, in like one of the parks that we have nearby. Which um, city do you yoga. live in? Yeah. I live in Philadelphia. Okay. So I live in South Philly. So we're close to some like nature, like nature reserves and stuff like that we can kind of pop out to easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then like yoga. Um, so for me, like my my healthy day is morning writing, yoga, being outside. Those are that's like like being outside, having quiet time in nature, yoga. Those are like the core things that allow my my. It's like my operating instructions, right? That allows okay. my machine to my allows my machine to work the most effectively.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, if that I makes think sense. That's important. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: What's yours? You think? Like, what would be your your one?
0: Um, it's interesting. Uh, it is some amount of, you know, writing every, every mm-hmm. day is, is great, but a lot of it's just thinking. I definitely mm. need the thinking time. I, the walking the dog, um, definitely factors in for my day that, that can sometimes be listening to audiobooks while I'm walking, or, mm-hmm. um, it could just be just getting some good silence in. Yeah. Um, every once in a while when I'm driving, I'll also just turn the radio off and be like, Okay you know, I'm listening to audiobook or podcast where I just turn mm-hmm. it off and have this silence. That's a smart like, idea. Even just yeah. 10 minutes of silence in the car because you're just, you're zoned out, you know, like you're doing the driving, but there's no, it's just a great time for your, it's like the shower thoughts thing.
1: It's shower thoughts. Um, mm-hmm.
0: For me, it's usually my reward of the day is go somewhere out and about to eat tacos. That's, yes. um, I have maybe five, or, awesome. five <laughs> different places that I rotate around town and they all yeah. know me. I go uh-huh. there, I chit chat with the people that know me. I you know, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day I get to go, you know, pick up my little girl from daycare and just, you know, have felt like a sense of accomplishment. Then also mm-hmm. just be able to just like focus on my wife my daughter, um, have quality family time for at least a little bit. And then Definitely. um I'm kinda of a night owl, so once they're both in bed and asleep, there's also like there's an extra little uh mm-hmm. time I get at night creatively where my brain like the closer I get to dreaming, the more creative my brain gets. So a lot of times yeah. that's just idea time, if yes. or catch up on writing if I if I'm behind on my words or whatever I can catch up a little bit. But
1: <clears throat> the witching hour, there are yeah. a lot of um, like traditionally published like kind of more well-known authors. They they write at four in the morning. Like they'll mm-hmm. they'll go to bed. They'll get up at four. Like write for a few hours, then go back to bed because it's like there's no, there's no one up. You yeah. know. There's no one up. There's like, I mean, and they they create their own schedule so they can go back to sleep. But yeah, it's like at four in the morning. It's like crisp. It's dark. It's quiet. Your your brain your is the rested. most like smushy, right? Yeah, your brain's yeah. right. Yeah, you're rested. Um, I told I definitely see that. I, I see of that.
0: it too. I, I admire those people for being able to do it. I've never been much of a mm-hmm. morning person. but I definitely get it. I wish that I could retrain it, but I'm too um, I'm too possessive of my evening time, my yeah. night time, my being a night owl. I love that too much to give it up. Which is yeah. kind of, I guess, my operating instructions. Say, right, yeah, stays if you're a night light. owl.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if you like, have that kind of drive.
0: Yeah, and it's weird. Sometimes I'll like fight it. It's like 11 o'clock. I should be in bed. You know what I mean? Like, uh, But mm-hmm. I'll stay up till 1 writing something. And it's like, it's stupid. I'm not getting enough sleep the next day. It's bad for me. I know. But I'll do I know. It anyway.
1: I'm a I'm a morning person and a morning writer and my husband's always like, People hate you because because yeah. I'm it's like six a.m. I'm like, oh my god, I love this being alive, you know? Yeah. Um he's like, no one feels that good at six AM, but that's my operating instructions. Um, yeah. I wake up just dazzled, you know, I'm always like, Yay!
0: <laughs> I made it
1: again. It's you know?
0: <laughs> <That's laughs> a good way to happened. meet the world. That's a great way to meet the world every
1: morning. It is. And you know what's really interesting? So I have my self-care like anti-burnout goals up on the wall it's interesting that I didn't mention reading the oh, most yeah. important thing in the yeah,
0: world. <laughs> Refilling sure. the creative well as a writer. Yeah.
1: It, you know what? I, and actually it's so interesting. I never mentioned that because there are so many articles I read that are like authors don't read as much. And it really, I mean, the more I read, the more I, the more I write.
0: And the better you get sure. at it. Like, it's yes. like the better, like when you read good books by good writers, like it just makes <sighs> you want to go. Right. Uh, you're like, Oh my yes. gosh, this is so good. Like, the Really good writers make me want to go throw my book in the trash, but like the, yes. the uh, but there's like a level there somewhere where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, this is inspiring, I want to be like mm-hmm. this,
1: novel. especially cross-genre. I mean, I obviously yeah. love reading romance, but I, when I'm drafting, I try really hard to read cross-genre, okay? Um, just because I think I get more ideas if I'm not maybe reading something that I'm kind of writing, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. So I like to read cross-genre, um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's funny that also, like, we didn't mention really social media on there.
0: No. Do you think that that fills any creativity, or do you think it just sucks you dry? Because I don't I know. Think, well, I mean, I'm sure it's different for everyone. I'm sure some people. It is. Actually, I can say this. My wife does, like, her just scrolling through Instagram as part of her self care. That is that's part, her of her, part, mm-hmm. part of her routine. Like, she has a lot of, you know, things that she does as self care, but that's one of the things. She just needs a little bit of time to just be like, she has a very, you know, she has a mentally uh, challenging job, like all day. Mm, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, um, for me, I don't feel that way at the end of the day. I feel like I've still got more juice in the tank at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it's different.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Since I'm an extrovert, I have a lot of juice in the tank. Like, when my husband gets home, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I want to go yeah. out, I want to go get drinks with people because I've yeah. just been talking to myself all day and right. my dog. Yeah. um, so it's hard for a high expert. This job was definitely hard for me in the beginning, and I definitely would feel isolated a lot, which can contribute to burnout because I was like, oh, I don't really like talk to anyone. Um, yeah. social social media for me can fill my bucket because like my reader group is really fun. All of the friends I have online in the writing community fill my bucket. Yeah. Um, I think where it probably drains is if I'm on it for too long. I'm not doing anything and I'm not getting other things done. And then I'm back in that cycle of feeling like I'm on the hamster wheel. I'm behind. Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably just controlled time on social media probably is. And what, also what you like, surround yourself you know, with, I'm
0: sure, is part of it. Because like yes. I'm absolutely on social media right now. We're streaming this on Facebook. Right. This exactly. Is, is this fun. is one of the things that helps fill me up is getting to have these conversations mm-hmm. with authors like you who this definitely helps fill my creative well because I get to talk to other ex- people who are excited about writing.
1: Yes, my favorite thing to do.
0: I know. So, like, Mm -hmm. the the whole reason I, you know, I do this this show is it's it's it's, you know, just helps fill me up in that that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously, we're able to share these conversations and reach these reach other people via social media, which is which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. But yeah, I think a lot of it is like, what is the content you're surrounding yourself with on social media? Are we aware of um, what we're putting in? Because so much of it comes at us now without us asking for it. Like, we're not mm-hmm. going out and looking for it. It's coming to us. So I think that's something to definitely put a full Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think the more you're the more, the more you away from it, like in the van, I remember the first couple of weeks, I was kind of like, oh, I can't check my phone. But then you kind of get over a hump, and then you're like, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to check my phone again, yeah. if that kind of makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, I get it. I, um, yeah. I went and did some volunteer work in Mexico for three months. And, oh, uh, awesome. I was like, Way southern Mexico, Oaxaca. Uh-huh. Like, I only got access to the internet once a week when I like rode a mm-hmm. chicken truck like up a hill and like paid, paid at a cafe and like signed on and sent some emails. Love and But the rest of the time, like there was no anything, and mm-hmm. I, I, it was so nice. I didn't miss it at all, you know. And even even today, there's some days where I'll accidentally leave the leave the house without my phone. And I'll mm-hmm. just go out and about, and I'm like, hey, look at me out and about without a phone. Like this, Great. you know. And you feel like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I forgot my phone.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
0: But it's actually yeah. fantastic.
1: You have to like get around by asking. You're like, hey, do you know how to get to the gas station? Just like asking people <laughs> or using road signs. It's great. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting that like it like if it can be a negative source of tension for folks that can really contribute to burnout mm-hmm. because of what you and I are saying, which is comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. So I think if your social media world is positive, then it'll be positive for you if you're Comparing yourself to others, I think it contributes to burnout because it makes you feel like you're like, why even try? Yeah, maybe is the, is like that kind of sense of like, you know.
0: I think there's also a little bit of stress that comes from constant contact and constant access yeah. to your time. People being mm-hmm. able to reach you at any time, um, and not you not being able to check out, you know, and say. Which is kind of why I'm jealous of all of you who have um, pseudonyms. You know, if you've all got your oh, names yeah. and stuff and I'm like, oh uh-huh. my gosh, it's so amazing that you can just like be this entire other person offline, mm-hmm. you know, and just have this e- different existence. And I think that's, that's, I think that's a really smart way how I, I don't know if I would do it, do it that way over again, but maybe mm-hmm. you know, there's part of me that's like, oh, yeah, that, that's a different avenue to take where you can just, kind that's of just true. be this different person.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it helps right. with boundary. It does help with like a boundary of being like I can kind of make sure that I have a stronger boundary. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Like, not, it's not really like a bad boundary. It's it, but it's just like you know. Oh yeah, I also am like this other person, and that's their um, problem today. That's so. not
0: that's not my problem today. That's that's their problem tomorrow. You know like,
1: exactly right. Yeah. I'm like that's Catherine. I'm like, girl, Catherine, you better get your work done. Yeah. Like, other me is like drinking pina coladas. Or whatever, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that like, um, you know it's just like really interesting to me that like so much of like even sitting, I remember just like sitting in that classroom, like surrounded by like, you know, surrounded by homeless women. And like um, you, there could have been the desire for us to push past, past the need for self-care because they were working so hard to achieve these things that were that they had these huge barriers in front of them to achieve. So it would have been really easy for us to kind of like push that American mentality of like, keep your head down, don't sleep, um, make all the sacrifices, um, your needs don't matter. Your health doesn't matter. But as they ended the program, it was the, like the second to last class that they had was, um, how are you going to make sure that you can be the best mom that you can be mm. by taking care of yourself first. And I think that that, that really says something about how little we prioritize it, but that it's also, it doesn't matter where you are in your life. Like it is, um, like it is your like human right to joy. Yeah. so however you need to pre- however you need to grab your joy like it's it's your right like you're know, homeless not homeless whatever you're going through like you know we wanted to see those women laughing also like it wasn't like it was like yeah we really want to see make sure that they have jobs a home safety clothing but like laughter and yeah. um, a sense of self a sense of belonging these are the yeah. things that come from um having health like healthy mental health um which is just a journey because like just like you and i said like i learned all these things but like Right before we got on the phone, I was just like scrolling through Instagram, being like, I have so much to do you know? <laughs> It's just a journey yeah. sometimes. You know, Absompes sometimes, Every sometimes day. you sometimes you're doing a good job, sometimes you're not doing a good job. Yeah. You know. It just don't judge yourself, I think, is the big thing.
0: No, I think that's really important. We're all gonna fall down. It's just a matter yeah. of, you know, waking back up and being excited about tomorrow.
1: Right. In you know, Catherine <laughs> exactly. Nolan, Catherine
0: Nolan's styles. We could all wake up as <laughs> yeah. excited as you are. In the morning, <laughs> right? Just like greeting the air,
1: greeting the <laughs> sun, yeah, <laughs> greeting the sun. Well, now I just greet my dog, you know. Yeah. So,
0: which may yeah. have got to be good for the soul. I mean, every dog is just, you know, that's definitely
1: therapy that helps fill you up. It does, and it helps remind you that it's like th- there are things are happening outside of your computer screen, right? right. So whatever you are yeah. kind of stressed out about, but I just, yeah, I mean, I think like at the end of the day, it's like we should all be just going to frisbee meetings at four mm-hmm. um, o'clock you know I'll like just being like hey man let's it. cut let's cut it loose let's put on our tie dye let's uh, yeah. <laughs> go toss some frisbees around Um, yeah. li- i think life is too short not to reach out and grab um those things that are the most important to us whenever we can so
0: i think that's a perfect place to to end on too i think that's a good good uh lesson for the day because i'm going to check out, <laughs> yeah it is very Luna. i'm going to have to go check this book out um and um like i said i i really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk about this with us because I think it, oh, yeah. it was a great uh, episode and it's something that I think is, isn't is talked about enough in the community. Oh, happy to. And, um, yeah, I, I wish you all the best of success with your books, of course. Where's the best place for people to find your books if they want to go check them out?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I have a, a website, author, com, but mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of folks head to Amazon. Um, all of my books are in Kindle Unlimited, so mm-hmm. if you search Catherine Nolan on Amazon, you'll see all of my books um, I have a reader group on Facebook called Catherine Nolan's Hippie Chicks, nice. and that's where we do a lot of really fun, positive stuff. And yeah. I'm also on Instagram, too. So, um, okay. yeah, folks can find me. It's and Catherine I mostly just post pictures of my dog. So. Yeah.
0: Catherine, for all the podcast listeners, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N.
1: You got uh, it. So,
0: Nolan, all right, so good. Yeah, well, Catherine, thank you so much. Um, this has been a oh, blast. Thank you. I, I really. I'm so happy. It. Hope to have you on again in the future. Thanks, thanks, everyone, for watching and for listening. And we'll see you again next week for another episode. So long.
1: Bye.